is the glorious church. The glorious church. I want you to look at first, uh, second Timothy, second Timothy chapter one, verse 12, second Timothy chapter one, verse 12. I know that there are many people that are criticizing the church and talking about and thinking how bad the church is, you know, how lukewarm the church has been and everything. But let's look at the word of God. Let's look at what God thinks about his church. All right. So if you look at Second Timothy chapter one, verse 12, this is a very powerful word that I want you to see. Uh, is it Second Timothy chapter one, verse 12? Uh, the apostle Paul said, yes, the third line. Can you see the third line? What did he say? For I know whom I have believed. For I know whom I have believed. The word know is the Greek word edo. Edo. That means I truly perceive. I absolutely realize. I absolutely know. So it's very important when we come to church, when we come to God, when we come to a service, we know it's important that we know whom we believe and whom we worship. So when we come to church, we have come into the presence of the judge of all, the righteous, the holy, the powerful, the loving spiritual being whom we call God. So when you worship, you know that you're worshiping the judge of all. You're worshiping the righteous. You're worshiping the holy. You're worshiping the powerful. You're worshiping the loving God. The majestic, great I am. Don't ever lose sight of that. Don't ever lose sight of that. Don't ever lose sight of whom you worship, whom you serve. When we come to church, we come into the tabernacle of God's presence, the place of his glory, the place of holiness, the pillars and the ground of truth. We have come to the general assembly, the church of the firstborn, the spirits of just men made perfect. We are in the presence of an innumerable, uncountable company of angels. That's where you are now. You haven't come to a religious service, but you have come to the reality of the church, the glorious church. And all our spiritual senses get activated, for we are spirits. We are spirit beings. We are the sons and the daughters, the heirs, the warriors, and the ambassadors of God. We are the spirits. We are the spirits of just men made perfect. For you have been justified. You have been justified. You have been sanctified. Amen. The blood of Jesus is now running in your veins. You are what the word of God said you are. And you can do 
what the word of God says you can do. The word of God is the ultimate reality for your life. Over and above your feelings. Over and above what the world is telling you. When we talk about the church, we're talking about the glorious church. That's the church where God's glory dwells. It's the church that God glorifies. If you look at Ephesians chapter 5 verse 27, Ephesians chapter 5 verse 27, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing. We better agree with the word of God. We better agree with the word of God. It doesn't matter what you think. It doesn't matter how you, if you have experienced. The word of God says, God says that his church is glorious. How many of you would agree with God that his church is glorious? Amen. It's important for us to, it's important for us to see through God's eyes. It's important for us to see through God's eyes. It's important for us to think through the mind of God. Amen. See through his eyes. Think through his mind. Amen. Glory be to God. Feel with his holy emotions. Feel with his holy emotions. Stop functioning through the human soul. Stop functioning through the fallen human nature. Stop functioning as a natural and a carnal mind. Stop functioning as a natural and a carnal person. Stop agreeing with those who operate out of a carnal and a worldly soul and start agreeing with the word of God. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. Choose to operate through your born again, recreated spirit. Operate through your born again, recreated spirit. The crowd is always wrong. Don't follow the crowd. Don't follow those around you when they are wrong. Don't repeat what they say. Don't think what they think. Live by knowledge. Live by knowing. Adol. By the knowledge of the truth. Can we say amen? Glory be to God. The church is the glorious church. The church is the exalted church. I want you to look at Isaiah chapter 2, verse 2 to 3. Think through the mind of God. See through the mind of God. And that's how transformation happens. Transformation happens to your soul. And when transformation happens to your soul, your body will be transformed. From sickness to disease, from weakness to strength. And the environment around you will also be transformed. That's why Jesus said, verily and verily I say unto you, you must be born again. You have to be born again to be a world changer. You have to be born again for you to change yourself. For you to change your family. For you to change your situations and circumstances. Amen. 
If you look at Isaiah chapter 2, verse 2 to 3, when you read your Bible, when you read your scripture, read with the Holy Spirit. Read with a highlighter. Read with a marker. Because the Holy Spirit will highlight certain word for you. Because the word of God is a lamb unto your feet and a light unto your path. So when you read the scripture, it's like the light shines. The light shines, starts to sparkle, starts to shine out of the pages. It shall come to pass in the last days. Now, so many people, when they think of the last days, they can only think of the bad. But the word of God says the last days are the glorious days. You don't have to feel fear like the rest of the world. You are not in the world. So why do you have to be afraid of conspiracy theories? Why do you have to be afraid like the rest of the world? No, God has made a way out for us, out of this corrupted world. What is his way? Rapture. There's no way that we can escape from what's happening in the world. The 5G that's happening, you know, the digital world that we are in, the Facebook, the website. They can talk a lot about that. But don't let fear get into you because whatever happens in the world is not going to happen to you. Why? Because greater, greater, greater is he who is in me than he that is in the world. You can go live in a jungle somewhere as long as you bank you know, with the world, they have all your, de- all your data. They have all your details. It's in the bank. Everything, your phone, they know everything about you. We're talking about surveillance everywhere. They have your data. They have your data. But the thing is that we're not afraid of what's happening in the natural because we're over and above the natural. We are in the super natural. Amen. Jesus said, even if you eat any deadly thing, it shall not hurt you. Can we say amen? Amen. Eating deadly thing, that is natural. It shall not hurt you. That is supernatural. Too many Christians have given up on their faith. They've given up on the word of God because of the natural laws. They always talk like this. Yes, we believe God, but. Oh, yes, we believe God, but we have to be mindful of what we eat. Yes, we believe God, but we have to be careful with what we do. Don't neutralize your faith. Don't cancel your faith. How do we know your faith is working? How do we know your faith is working? I know your faith by your work. I know your faith by your work. I know your faith by your work. I know your faith by how you live. I know your faith by how you produce your fruit. Can we say amen? Jesus said you will know them by their fruit. What's coming out of your life? What's coming out of your mouth? What's coming out of you? Can we say amen? Glory be to God. Amen. I woke up yesterday morning. It was yesterday morning and I woke up and suddenly my throat was hurting so bad, so bad, my throat. It was like, whoa, what happened to me? Did I, you know, my natural mind says, did I eat something wrong? My natural mind said, oh, 
Did I catch any virus? What's wrong with me? But my spirit said, big deal, just rebuke the devil. (laughs) Amen. Hallelujah. That's the voice of righteousness. That's the voice of the Holy Spirit. Remember, the Holy Spirit is always above. He's the spirit of dominion. He's the majesty. Amen. And I said, yes. So in the name of Jesus, I lay hand on my throat and I said, get out, you foul devil. You're not allowed to hurt my throat or the pain. Go right now in Jesus name. And I didn't even drink any water. I didn't even eat any fruit. It was gone. Completely gone. Give the Lord a big hand. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Even if you eat any deadly thing, it shall not hurt you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So if you look at Isaiah chapter 2, verse 2 to 3, it shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house, that's the church. Amen. The mountain of the Lord's house shall be established. Not shaken. Not wobbly, shall be established. Every child of God, every Christian must be established in the word of God. Fully established, totally established, stabilized. Faith is not shaken. Faith doesn't shake you. Amen. Established in the top of the mountains and shall be, what's the word? Exalted. Established to be exalted, established to be exalted above the hills and all nations shall flow unto it. Look around you. How many nations do we have here? We have many nations in our church. Amen. The word of God is coming to pass. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. Amen. And can I ask you to continue with verse 3? And many people shall go and say, let's look at the quality of these people. Come you, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord. They know that they're going up. When it comes to, you know, to the house of the Lord, when it comes to salvation, you're not going down, you're going up. You're not becoming more and more fearful. You're not becoming more and more fearful of devils. Why do you have to be fearful of devils when you can cast them out? Can we say amen? Hallelujah. Amen. Why do you have to be fearful of circumstances and situations when you can pray and change them? It doesn't make sense. Fear only tells you one thing, that you're not in faith. And faith comes by? Hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. To the house of the God of Jacob. Why Why were they going? Why were they climbing up the mountain? Why were they going to the house of the Lord? For he will teach us of his ways. They didn't come to church just to be sociable. They didn't come to church just to feel religious. No, they've come to church to learn. For God will teach us of his ways. And we will walk in his path. We did not learn to just tickle our ears. We did not learn just to feel good. No, we learn to do. We learn to do. We learn to live it out. Come on, say to the person next to you, learn to live it out. There's a purpose. There's a purpose. There's a purpose why you are a Christian. There's a purpose why you're here this morning. There's a purpose. The purpose is to do, to do. And with the doing comes the glory. With the doing comes the 
glory. Amen. And we will walk in his path, the shining path. The steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord and you walk in his glory and we will walk in his paths for out of Zion shall go forth the law, the commandments, the instructions that protect us, that lead us, that guide us and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. What do you, what do we call that? We call that the rhema word. The rhema word. The rhema word is the word of God that jumps out of your Bible and talks to you. Jumps out of your Bible and talks to you. Maybe you need correction. Maybe you need instruction. Maybe you need blessing. Whatever you need, God knows better than we do. And the word of God will minister to you and direct you and guide you. Can we say amen? Don't ever be afraid of corrections. I won't be where I am if I were afraid of corrections. Corrections are good for us. Corrections mean that you are being transformed from glory to glory, being transformed. Lift up your hands and say, Lord, transform me. Amen. Glory be to God. Good news in the last days. Good news in the last days. Revival is coming. Revival is coming. So get ready. The great awakening is coming. It has been prophesied by all the, the men of God, the women of God, Catherine Kuhlman, prophesied by Smith Wigglesworth, prophesied by Kenneth e. Hagen. Do you believe it? Do you believe it? Do you believe it, church? Do you believe it? Amen. Revival is coming because God is going to exalt and to lift up his church. Over all the works of the world and the devil. Christians, if we keep talking about the end times, how bad it's going to be, we're always talking about the Antichrist, always talking about the devils, the mark of the bees and all that. What is that going to do you? What's what's that going to do for your children who are still going to school? What's that going to do for the young generation? You're painting a picture of hopelessness. God is not hopeless. The church is glorious. The church is still here. We are still in the dispensation of grace. We are still in the gospel age. The church is still here. Can we say amen? Amen. Glory be to God. Amen. Hallelujah. So the people around us with this revival, with this awakening, they are going to be sincerely turned to God. For answers, for the truth, for the way of freedom. Because the world is getting too bad, too painful, too hard to live in. Look at Psalm 102 verse 13. Psalm 102 verse 13. For the time to favor her, referring to the church. For the time to favor her, read this together with me. One, two, three. Yes, the set. Time is come. Do you believe that? Would you like that? Would you like God's favor to rest upon you because you're part of his church? Lift up your hands and receive favor. Favor. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. God is going to visit his church with glory. God is going to give, God is going to visit his sons and his daughters with glory. Why? 
Because we're going to have a glorious finish. We're going to have a glorious finish. Jesus is the author and the finisher of your faith. Jesus is the author and the finisher of your faith. We will not, we will not just finish and leave this earth in shame and in mediocrity. You will not leave your life in shame and in mediocrity. It is the will of God for us to leave this earth in glory. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. Amen. We start and finish our Christian walk, our Christian service well and gloriously. Don't waste your past. Don't just start well and finish bad. Finish well. Finish gloriously. Amen. When somebody's doing my funeral, I want that person to say that she has lived a glorious life from start to finish. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. Finish what you have started gloriously. It's foolish to backslide. It's foolish to, to, to lose your battle. It's foolish to lose your ministry. You give your ministry, give it up so easily. I'm leaving this. It's too hard. It's time for me to retire now. To retire means I'm leaving. I'm just spending my time like the rest of the world. How foolish is that? When God had given you the ministry, serving in the church, you just quit like that. Remember Esau, what happened to him? He sold his birthright for a bowl of soup. What do you call that? Stupidity. (laughs) What do you call that? Stupidity. 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 Don't give up on your calling. Don't stop serving the Lord. It's the most glorious, powerful Victorious thing that you can do. The highest honor and the greatest reward. Can we say amen? Amen. In whatever capacity you are serving, that's the greatest honor. Amen. The highest honor, the greatest reward. We are in a reigning church. We are not made to survive. We are made to reign. We are saved to reign. But here's the key. Listen to this. You can never reign as a loner. You have to reign as a body. We are never called to reign as a loner. We are called to reign as a body of Christ. If you look at Revelation chapter 5 verse 10, Revelation chapter 5 verse 10, that's the very reason you have to join a church. So that you are not on your own, so that you are not by yourself. Revelation chapter 5 verse 10, and has made, what's the word? Us. Made? Us. Made? Us. Unto our God, kings, plural, priests, Plural and 
we shall reign on the earth. Amen. Say to the person next to you, we. One more time, we. Together. One more time, we. Together. Don't die a victim, a loser, a failure. Rise up in your God-given authority and power. Rise up and be counted. Can we say amen? I want you to look at an enemy that God had specified for us to know, and his name is called Parasite. Go with me to Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 1 in the Living Bible. Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 1. The Living Bible. When the Lord brings you into the promised land, as he soon will, he will destroy the following seven nations. All great and mightier than you are, so that you have to depend on him. Can we say amen? Now this morning, we're looking at the fifth one. Can you see the one that starts with the letter P? That's the devil that we are conquering, overcoming, defeating this morning. Parasites. Parasites. Okay. Now what do we learn from this uh, scripture? Well, the Lord brings you into the promised land and he soon will be destroying the following, you know, enemies. That are stronger than you. So do we just fold our hands and sit there and just wait for God to destroy them for us? No. Look at the Old Testament. What did they have to do? Fight. Fight. Say to the person next to you, fight. The spiritual principle is you fight, God destroys. You fight, God destroys. Do you see that? No battles, no victory. No battles, no victory. Oh, I'm too busy to pray. No, I'm too busy to come to church. I'm too busy to confess the word of God. No fights, no victory. No battles, no victory. You need to fight. You need to fight. Can we say amen? Fight. One more time. Say with me, fight. Amen. Now the name parasite, the name parasite refers to an inhabitant of an open country or people who dwell in the outskirts, the unwalled villages. The word parasite comes from the root word meaning to separate. So the parasites in those days in the Old Testament times Remember, the Old Testament is real history, okay? If you go to Israel and you ask them, what's your history? They'll show you the Bible, the Old Testament, okay? That's real history. And remember, the parasites in that historical period, they were nomads. Nomads, or in modern English, gypsies. So they were the ones traveling, wandering, They wanted to wander all the time. Why? Because they do not want to settle. They did not want to participate. They did not want responsibility. They did not want accountability. They were always living on the outskirts. So what is a parasite demon? A parasite demon, you recognize the activities. You will see people that go from church to church. They never settle. They never commit themselves. 
They are hesitant to commit to a church. They feed on messages on the internet. They're more connected outside the church than inside the church. They either separate themselves from the local body or they join the church for their own agenda. If they don't get what they want, they get upset, offended, and they leave. And when they come to join a church, by their attitudes, you can see that they think that they're doing the pastor a big favor by coming to your church. They're always fault-finding, criticizing. They always think that they can do a better job. They are arrogant and prideful. They will never submit. Why? Because they are being driven by demons. Parasized, they are a team of religious spirits that drive people. And as a result, the people become unwarred, uncovered, unprotected, not, account- not accountable, nor responsible. And as a result, they are plagued with problems and problems on the inside, in their souls and in their body. Growth comes from being connected, being joined. Let me ask you simple questions. If I cut off this arm, can it grow? Yes or no? If I cut off my leg, can it grow? If I trim my hair, the hair that I've trimmed off, can they grow? No. Growth only comes from connection. The different parts of our body are doing well because they are connected. It's very important that we understand that. A cut-off finger cannot grow. Connection is vital to growth. You won't break through by wandering from church to church. There's no grace for the, for the prideful until we repent and submit. You must find where God has planted you and then start to take roots to grow. Submission means that I'm growing in my spirit. If I cannot submit, I'm arguing all the time. I'm finding fault all the time. I'm opinionated all the time. Why should I submit to you? Why should I submit to my pastor? Why should I submit to each other? Why should I submit to my home group leader? Why, why, why? You're always whying and whying and whying. And your spirit is not growing Your soul is dominating you. We have two ends of the spectrum. One who is always trying not to submit and the other one who is always trying to control. Neither of that is from God. Do you get this? Amen. When we submit, we are going through transformation, which is very, very good for us. I don't know if you've heard of this song, Perfect Submission, Perfect Delight. Amen. When we are able to submit to God's word, we have no problem submitting to a church structure or to a family structure or to a community structure. 
It's just like in a school. The students have to submit to the teachers. The teachers have to submit to the principal. Otherwise, how can you function? I am being perfected. That's the meaning of the word submission. I'm being perfected. Amen. Church is not just a place you go to. It's not just a place you visit. Church is a family that you belong to. Church is a spiritual body that you tap into. Amen. And as part of God's family, you have a unique, irreplaceable position that is waiting for you to fill. Every one of us, there is no competition in the Godhead. There is no competition in his body neither. There is no competition within your physical body. There is no competition within the church. Everyone, you have your place. Everyone, you have your rank. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. There is no competitive jealousy. It is foolish to compare. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. No trees can bear fruit without brooded and planted. Amen. And the same with our lives. We need to be rooted and grounded in a local body, in a local church, a home church, to participate Amen. To participate in kingdom services and kingdom blessings. It is your choice. You can choose to keep wandering all your life. Or you can choose to be rooted and grounded and bear fruit. So that you can be served by your pastor. So that you can also serve somebody else. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. We overcome that parasite demon. We overcome that parasite spirit. How? By being rooted and grounded. By being committed to serve the Lord. Committed to serve his local body. That's why God says that you must tear down their altar and utterly destroy them. We're living in an internet generation. An internet, a digital apps generation. But this generation is very, very disjointed. Disjointed and lonely. People get connected very easily. It's very easy to connect, but hard to be bonded. The devil's weapon is separation and division. I don't have to agree with you in all things in order to be bonded with you. You may like yellow. I may like red. You may like white. I may like black. Is that okay? Is that okay? Absolutely. Can we say amen? You may like the music louder. I may like the music softer. Is that okay? Absolutely. Absolutely okay. We need to adjust to one another. We need to learn to function together. Can we say amen? Glory be to God. The devil's weapon is separation and division. But the power of the Holy Spirit is connecting, joining, and bonding. Can we say amen? And what God has put together, let not men separate. The devil is in separation and division. But the Holy Spirit is enjoining, bonding, merging. Can we say amen? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 
Well, this morning, something happened to my shoes because I haven't worn them for a long time. Bought them from China years ago. And then they started to fall apart. <laughs> That's why you see, you see the black bandage? <laughs> see, we need everything held together in order that they can function. Can we say amen? <laughs> if you notice that there is a pattern in you, you find it hard to join an organization. You find it hard to be connected with people. You feel that you're always driven. You feel that you're always driven to leave, always driven to quit. You find that it's very hard for you to be bonded. Can I ask you to just lift up your hands? You don't have to look at anyone. I want to pray for you because that's a spirit that's driving you. I want to pray for you right now. Lift up your hands. I want to pray for you. In the name of Jesus, Father God, you see these hands that have been lifted up. Amen. Father, we praise you and thank you, Father God. We cry out to you. We want to be joined. We want to be connected. We want to be bonded. Amen. With the body of Christ. So in the, in the name of Jesus, we bind that parasite demon. We bind that parasite spirit. Get out. Get out. Get out of my brothers and sisters. Get out of the body of Christ. Get out of my brothers and sisters in the Lord. I command you, go, leave in the name of Jesus. Every one of us has been accepted in the beloved. We have been bonded by the Holy Ghost. Amen. Say with me, I receive. I receive. Say with me, I'm bonded. I'm connected. No longer rejected. I'm accepted, received, bonded in the body of Christ. Amen. Give the Lord a big hand of praise. Amen. The next word that we need to look at is the word church. The word church is the word ecclesia. Now, why is it so important? Because every one of us, we come to church. So we need to know where we're coming and what we're doing. So the church is, church is the word ecclesia. Ecclesia means assembly. So there will be no assembly without being assembled. Isn't that right? There's no assembly if you don't assemble. What's the meaning of the word assemble? It means together. Together, to assemble means together. God said to Moses, gather 70 elders, gather the people to me. God said in Psalm 50 verse 5, gather my saints unto me. Joel chapter 2 verse 16, gather the people, sanctify the congregation, assemble the elders, gather the children. Right? And if you look at Luke, I love this, Luke Chapter Luke 13, verse 34. I want you to look at the last part. Jesus said, how often would I have gathered your children together as a hen gather her brood under her wings? That's the heart of God. God wants to gather us together. God wants to gather us together gather us together now i was born and often i had no brothers and sisters i really appreciate having brothers and sisters i really appreciate having a family i was born i i grew up all by myself my mom had to work in a restaurant every day from morning to till night i was by myself i was alone now that's a longing 
on the inside of me for a family. When I was in the bus, you know, driving past the road and I saw those beautiful houses with the light and the family in them, I was so, so, so sad. It's good to have a family. You know, we are in Australia. We can still worship the Lord freely. When you're in China, you can't even tell people that you are a Christian. You have to go to a church in secret. Don't take what we have for granted. Don't take what we have for granted. We have gone through COVID that we couldn't come to church. It's very sad that people have gone even colder. You know, do you want to come to church? Just do it online. I mean, it's okay to do it online, but it's much better to be in person. While we still can, there will come a time when you can't. But while you still can, why not assemble? This is called the church, the ecclesia, the assembly of the things of God. Say to the person next to you, you are a saint. You are a saint. Amen. You are what the word of God says you are. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. Amen. The Holy Spirit fell on them when they were assembled together. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus appeared to them when they were together. Amen. It's our highest honor, our greatest reward to belong to the body of Christ, to serve the Lord Jesus Christ, to be joined with one another, to be connected with each other, to be bonded together. Can we say amen? Amen. Now it's time to listen to another testimony from Christopher and Lorna. Yes, let's give the Lord a big hand of praise. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. 